The following talk was given by Bear Gokon Bonnebacher at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokon is a senior monastic and dharma holder in the Mountains and Rivers Order. He serves as director of operations at Zen Mountain Monastery and also helps run the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is given free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. This is from Master Hongzhur. The practice of true reality is simply to sit serenely in silent introspection. When you have fathomed this, you cannot be turned around by external causes and conditions. This empty, wide-open mind is subtly and correctly illuminating. Spacious and content, without confusion from inner thoughts of grasping, effectively overcome habitual behavior and realize the self that is not possessed by emotions. Hongzhou was a 12th century Chinese master. And these are from a collection of his teachings that are practice instructions. These are practice instructions he's offering us. Our Zazen practice, Sashin practice, we are taking up this practice of true reality. What is this practice of true reality? What does that mean? Joko Beck, contemporary American master, she said, as Zen students, you have a job to do, a very important job, to bring your life out of dreamland and into the real and immense reality that it is. What does she mean that our life is in a dreamland? How do we bring our life into the immense reality that it is? Huinang, one of the first Zen ancestors, said the capacity of the mind is vast and wide, but when there is no practice, it is small. How is it that our mind is small when we are not practicing? Is this a judgment? Or just an observation of how things are? In silent introspection, simply, simple, to calm and collect the mind, to stabilize and concentrate the mind, and to look, as Bodhidharma said, to behold the mind. This simple instruction is the instruction of Zazen, to sit in stillness, body and mind relaxed and alert, and to turn our attention inwards to the mind, to see our mind. Usually our attention is turned outwards to all the things that we encounter through our senses, and we chase those. We're used to chasing these things and caught up in them, allowing them to kind of pull us here and there, to pull our attention to one place and then another. And so we set up the circumstances to turn inwards. We set up these circumstances consciously, purposely. That's what we're doing here in Sashin. Closing the gate, turning off your phone, maintaining silence, 
not looking around. Consciously letting go of the world outside of Sashin. Letting go when you're sitting on your cushion of the world outside of your body-mind experience. We have to learn how to do this, how to turn inside. That is a continual place of study, of practice. How do we turn inside? And part of what we see when we turn inside is how much we turn outside, how much we're pulled to turn outside. Another place of continual study. So to see here in Sashin, in practicing the precautions, to see how is it that you're pulled to look outside. To see how the mind reaches, turning away from our direct experience. What are we looking for? Are we trying to turn away from something? What is this habit? And there is simply the posture, so important, stable and open, relaxed, upright, awake. The revolution of sitting in stillness, of allowing ourselves to be still. Hongshur says that we should sit serenely and silent in introspection. So sitting in stillness, turning inside, what is it that we find? He says, when you have fathomed this, you cannot be turned around by external causes and conditions. When we experience sitting serenely in silent introspection, when we fathom this, this is the place where we cannot be turned around. We cannot create this place. This is not created. This is not what we're trying to do in Zazen. We're not trying to create anything. It is just right here. And so when we do sit down and turn inwards, we see all of the ways that we seem not to be serene. We see all of the pulling, the turning. Maybe we see how we're not seeing our mind. We see all the external causes and conditions that pull us. And really all of what seem to be the internal causes and conditions. We just meet ourselves, all the different parts of ourselves, our thoughts and reactions and emotions, our anxiety, maybe our numbness, our frozenness, our fears. We meet our physical body, the pain and the tension that we may feel. And we may encounter these things as barriers. They may feel like barriers. And they are referred to as barriers in the teachings, as hindrances. They are hindrances to our concentration, to our sitting serenely. They're obscuring the empty, wide-open mind. And they are not an indication that there's a problem, that there's something wrong. Encountering our mind practices working. 
I read something by a Theravadan teacher recently who said very simply, you are doing well if you are aware that the mind is thinking. You're doing well if you are aware that the mind is thinking. I would add you are doing well if you're aware that you're anxious, that you're frozen or numb, you're tense. Meeting this, this is where practice happens. This is practice, not other than practice. Meeting these barriers, these hindrances. Learning to work with our own mind, our own habits. Learning to let go. We can learn in this that everything in our experience is workable. Everything is workable. There's a danger of hearing a teaching such as Hongzhou's and thinking this, that this sitting serenely means that there should be no thought, nothing happening, no motion. We can have some idea that there should be this blank stillness. I think we all have a bit of that idea just speaking from my own experience. And there are ways that we can seem to create that mind that we imagine we should be having, experiencing. We can find a stillness that is, it may be kind of a comfortable dullness. It may be a little sleepy, but it's, Still, so it seems like maybe that's what we're looking for. That's what's supposed to be happening. It may be a kind of concentration, but one that's not alive, not receptive. Rebecca Lee, who's a Chan teacher, was here some few months ago. And one of the things that she said that stuck with me was, she said that if our sitting practice, if our sitting always seems to be the same, we should be suspicious. And I understood that as that we should be suspicious that we're creating a state and that that's not alive. Mind is not fixed. Awareness is not dull. There is a teaching that all the hindrances, all hindrances are agitation or dullness. That all distraction is Agitation or dullness. I think this, is, this can be helpful in seeing our, what we need in our mind and then working with it. Uchiyama Roshi portrays this with, he actually portrays it with a picture, a diagram, but showing the sort of up or down and thinking thinking or sleepiness. And so sometimes we're up in thought, and we're up in our head, the head goes back. Our energy is out and away, dispersed, scattered. But he's portraying this simply, explaining this simply, we've simply drifted from the presence of Zazen, from being right where we are. Or we're down in sleepiness, The head goes down, 
the energy sinks, the mind is dull. Again, we've strayed from the presence of zazen, lost contact with our awareness. And he says zazen is simply returning to where we are, to our seat, to our posture. Notice how he talks about the body. Return to the body, to return to where you are. And the zazen is just returning over and over again. Whatever pulls you away, no judgment, no criticism, just return. The mind is just doing what it does. Very simple. No struggle, just return. Trust that. Another way to look at agitation and dullness is through effort, the right effort. What is skillful effort? The skillful use of our energy. How do we apply our energy in zazen and working with our mind? And so sometimes there's not enough effort, not enough energy. And so there's dullness, there's drowsiness. This may be when we drift. We're sort of indulging our thoughts, allowing that. This may be where there's boredom because there's not enough energy. We're cultivating concentration in zazen. And so that does take effort and energy. You're doing well if you see that you're thinking because that means that you're practicing. You're practicing mindfulness. That takes some energy. Coming back, letting go, concentrating. We're developing concentration. Changing our habits of mind. Training the mind. When we sit and just indulge thought, we're perpetuating the habitual mind that Hongshir talks about. The habitual behavior which really is just perpetuating samsara, the grasping and aversion. There can also be too much effort, which I think is usually when there's some kind of trying to make something, trying to create something, a particular state of mind. And so this may lead to agitation, striving, controlling, tightness, I experience that in my body, controlling the breath, trying to control the mind. Again, do we have some idea of what concentration is supposed to be? That it is tight, that we're trying to control? Concentration can be very gentle. The breath is very gentle. Letting go is very gentle. So we should listen into our body-mind. What's happening? We're open and receptive. What's happening? And so meeting these barriers, we work with them. When we see that, that we're too tight, we work to release, to relax, to loosen, be gentle, and allow ourselves to not know What is it to just bring our awareness to our 
direct experience and not know. When we see that we're not exerting enough effort, we bring more energy. The teachings that say to brighten and cheer the mind. How do we brighten and cheer the mind when that's what we need? This can be a place to reconnect with our intention. How do you want to live? What do you want to cultivate? To generate a sense of inquiry, wanting to see, wanting to understand. It's always right here. It's always available. Look, now. And if we can see that we're frozen in some way or numb in some way, then we work to liven that, to feel, to allow ourselves to feel. All of this is learning to work with ourselves, to learn, learning to work with ourselves skillfully. There is a remembering aspect of mindfulness. As we learn these ways of working with ourselves, we remember them so we can come back to them, so we can use them, knowing what helps. Hongzhou says, spacious and content without confusion from inner thoughts of grasping, effectively overcome habitual behavior and realize the self that is not possessed by emotions. We are confused by inner thoughts of grasping. This is our habitual behavior. Can we see this? Constant place of study, continual place of study. What does this mean? What is this in our own experience, in our own mind, in your own words? He says, realize the self that is not possessed by emotions. And so again, some danger here. He's not saying that we should not have emotions. Zazen is allowing ourselves to feel the whole of ourselves, to experience the whole of ourselves, all the different parts of ourselves, to meet and get to know and accept and release when we release, when we can release. And Hongzhou is pointing us to our true self. We should hear that. The teachers are always pointing to that. What is this self that is not possessed by emotions, by thoughts and emotions? We are not our thoughts and emotions. What is our true self? It takes some courage to meet our mind and to keep meeting our mind. And it takes some kind of recurring dedication. We have to keep doing it, keep coming back, keep meeting it. And it takes some courage to let go. Any letting go is is a kind of taking a leap. We don't know what's going to be there. Just letting go of a thought. We don't know what's going to be there when we let it go. And so there is a becoming so familiar with our thoughts that we get tired of them. So we take that leap, take that, try something different. 
see what we find, want to see something different. So let's use this last, this last part of the session well. This is a precious opportunity to have all of this time to meet, simply to meet our mind directly. Thank you for listening. To find out more about ZMM's programs, retreats and residency, please visit us online at zmm.org.